Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, folks. Get ready, get a drink, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy some great listening, because coming up next now is What's the Chat Podcast. Hello, folks. Welcome to, uh, we'll call it episode two of What's the Chat podcast. Uh, myself, Jimmy Ward, and the original Philip Joseph Stockley. Uh, middle name is not Joseph, but I gave him that middle name a while back. It's Phillip? an adoptive nickname Jimmy gave me. It's true. Um, it's like we, we used to call Jimmy, Jimmy the Rat. Jimmy the Rat. <laughs> Funny story, Jimmy, Jimmy, when we were in uh, Bible college together, Jimmy actually made that his phone number. Yeah, it was uh, 217 RAT, R A T T. That was amazing. I was able to even pick that phone number. Yeah, we, so, were, pretty happy. we were pretty impressed. It was easy to remember, too. So, yeah, I was, I was super impressed by that. Um, so, yeah, uh, wanted to tell you, and I hadn't get a chance to talk to you this last night, but like yesterday, we decide as a family to get some takeout, you know, kind of a another long week kind of uh, with work and on lo- uh, and all that stuff. So we ordered from a place called Sal's famous on 82nd street. So this is a, it's, it's a family owned business. I think they have a couple locations. There's one in Gibbons and I'm not quite sure where the other one is, but, and so I'll post this to our Twitter account and Instagram page, but the food portions were mon, like monstrous, like really, yeah. So Rosie's like, I'll get a calzone. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a donair poutine, and then I'm gonna get the kids kind of the kids meals, right? And so this place has a little bit of everything: their burgers, donairs, pizzas, shakes, like you know your typical kind of little bit of everything kind of kind of deal. Josh gets some wings. I think there was like 16 wings for like 13 bucks. It was like pretty good deal. So anyways, we order up the food and I get this pizza box and I'm thinking, man, I I didn't order a pizza. I'm like, great. This place is going to screw up my order already. And I open up the box and there is a calzone in there, the size of a small child. Like the thing was gigantic. Like, and this is supposed to be for one person. I don't know. I think so. I mean, it's just like, it, it doesn't say that it's a family size calzone. So I, of course I picked this thing up. I took a picture of it and I will post it after, but I, <laughs> I take a picture of this thing and it's literally the size. It starts where my elbow is to my wrist long. And then it's just like a moon. Like it's like, as if you took like a large pizza and just folded it. Like it was insane. So, you know, Rosie's already overwhelmed by this to start. And so she, I think she eats like a third of it. Like you could have on it. We could have fed our whole family off this thing. Like it was nuts. And so not only that, so then we get the kids meal. And so I got my youngest son chicken tenders. You know, normally they'll give you like four chicken tenders and fries. There were seriously like 13, 14 pieces of chicken bites and like a mountain of fries. And I'm going, Oh my goodness. I'm like, honestly, like we still have leftovers. It is, it was absolutely insane. So it was a very surprising experience, but if you guys haven't tried this place out, I I do recommend it. The food was good. 
Uh, you know, the portions were huge. So yeah, Sal's famous on 82nd Street and a hundred and gosh, I can't remember what avenue it is, but if you just look up Sal's on 82nd, uh, you'll find it. And like I said, they got a little bit of everything, pizza, donairs, burgers. Um, yeah, the food, it was good. And the, the portions were insane. So have you, uh, I was going to ask you, like, have you had any experiences like that where you try something and then like something like that kind of surprised you? Yeah, actually, actually, like while you were, while you were saying that, uh, people, people might not know this. Some people who listen do know this, but, uh, Jimmy and I were really fortunate enough to go to nationals for ball hockey back in 2018. Uh, in Windsor, Ontario, of all places. And there was a place there that me and my family went to after we had won the, the bronze medal. And it was called uh, Sugar and Spice, I think, or something like that. Uh, I might be I may be getting it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was called Sugar and Spice or something like that. But anyways, yeah, it was kind of like a similar thing, like, uh first of all like we we ordered like a few different things and like the chicken wings were huge and they were like but they were like super like really good some of the best chicken wings we ever had um but yeah like same kind of thing like the prices weren't bad and you got a ton of food uh and it, and it's like when you're like ordering it and you're like i i think this was maybe meant to share but then <laughs> i don't know some people you know might some people like maybe maybe not me well yeah actually me uh, <laughs> say, you know what that's a uh that's just one serving i can eat that yeah. other people might say that just uh it's a weight problem but you know servings are subjective i would say definitely <laughs> like yeah. you ever, i mean you know what i actually kind of bugs me a little bit is you'll go to the store and you'll get a bag of chips right like you see the big bag of chips and like a lot of people don't know like me being a diabetic i I'm I'm a big time label reader and I'm sure there's other health nuts out there that also read labels, but you look at a bag of chips and it says it gives you the specs for like per 400 grams or per 32 chips. And it's like, dude, just give me the specs on the whole bag. Cause like, that's what I'm doing. This is how it's going down. I'm putting on the movie. I'm going to eat the entire bag. I just want to know, like, I don't want to sit there and do the math of how many chips are in the bag. Like, I don't know if you'd I agree think with that. There's only like 32 chips in a bag now. Well, yeah, two thirds of it is air. <laughs> and then you're like, you feel like so ashamed after you eat a whole bag of chips. <laughs> Do you ever felt like when you were a kid though, like they used to fill the bags up a bit? Yeah, for everything felt bigger when we were kids. It's like that episode of Trailer Park Boys when Ricky's like, you know, no one wants to admit they ate eight cans of ravioli. <laughs> He's like, he's like the first two don't even count. And then you get to three and four and they might as well not even stop. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was, that's like a bag of chips. Like you're going to leave like a, like a, like a quarter of the bag there. I just finish it. No, you gotta, you gotta power through. I mean, you can get you and your significant other, you know, if you get your significant other in there, they'll have a few, but you know that the ratio is probably 70, 30 at least. And you're like keeping an eye on her, like. Making sure she's not taking too many. <laughs> well, the worst is like when you're making a snack. I don't know if this happens to you, but you're like, hey, like I'm making, you know, making whatever. And I'm like, do you want some? Well, no, I'll just, ha- I'll just have a bite. And then like four or five bites later, it's like, yo, yeah. dude, like 
I I asked you, I'll get you your own plate, you know. I agree. It it happens it happens here too. And I know my wife is gonna listen to this podcast, so <laughs> it's okay, Tessa. So, so you're dead meat, you're saying about eight minutes into no, this. I just, thing? I just told her it's okay. I just said it's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Do you remember speaking of Windsor? Do you remember uh do you remember that one restaurant? Because like one of the things you have to understand when you're there for nationals is it's not really a vacation. Like you're you're trying to take care of your body. You're trying to eat healthy, drink lots of water. And then, you know, the boys want to go out and you want to be with the boys. But they some of their restaurant selections are a little, I would say, a little questionable. Question, questionable yeah. Very questionable. What was that one called? The dugout? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, talk. did you go, like, you went to the dugout that night. Were we there together or were, because there was. Yeah, yeah, we were, we, I think. I think about half the team went. Yeah. I went once. There were some people that went twice. So I'm, I went one time and one time was enough. Was that one time? Was I there with you the one time? Yeah, you were there. Oh my gosh. I remember. I, I don't even remember what we ate. I think you got sick though. I remember what I ate. I had, I had just like, like tummy rot for, for the next like five hours. I had a, like a, breaded chicken sandwich or something a buffalo chicken sandwich and i just i remember about halfway through i'm like this was a bad idea like i knew it was a bad idea going in because like the whole menu was just sheer grease but you know everyone was like oh this is like the this is one of the better sports bars in windsor and yeah and we're probably gonna get rinsed for uh (laughs) ripping on this place by a couple of the boys a couple of the boys loved it (laughs) i'm telling you Oh, there like we did have some good eats. The meal at the keg was good when we had the the private room at the keg. Yeah, that was nice. That was killer. I remember. Uh, do you, speaking of speaking of that tournament, uh, do you remember my highlight? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is this is pretty amazing because I want to get a little backstory on it. Did you? So I can't remember. Let me tell the story. Can you tell the story? story? Okay. So so I me and another guy on the team we were kind of like the the extra forwards so we would t- take turns uh, taking shifts and um so it, i think like nationals for us is like that's the that's the for, that's like the best you're going to do yeah absolutely um so you're playing in the Windsor Spitfire Arena this is like a full like legit um junior arena uh, tons of seats. My wife and kids were there watching. You're it, when you score a goal, the guy comes over the loudspeaker, announces your name, who scored, who assisted, and the whole time I'm like, I'm gonna score a goal at nationals. I am gonna score a goal at nationals, and like that'll be like the cherry on top of my ball hockey career. Yeah. And when it's time to retire. I can always look back at that and say, you know what? I got a goal at nationals. So of course it's, it's our last game in the big rink. And I go out there, I get thrown out there with an empty net and we're up by two, I believe. And they, they pull their goalie. The ball gets to me right in the slot all alone. The defenseman's over close to the net. I just have to rip it home. And in my I, I I vividly remember thinking, I'm getting my nationals goal. 
and I went to shoot the ball and the tape gripped on the ball (laughs) (laughs) and the ball just flinged into the corner. Oh, I never got my nationals goal. I've always said to guys, I'm like, don't tape your (laughs) stick. Like just put the strip across, but that's what I had. So that I had the strip. Oh my gosh. I know I was obviously I was there. And as you're telling the story, I'm like remembering this because I was on the bench and yeah, I think we were up by, we might've been up by three because I think the other team was. Cause I wouldn't have been out there up by two, right? Well, no, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, guys, I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a glue guy. I'm a locker room guy. Hey, hey, he, you know, fourth line grind, nothing wrong with that. So yeah. I don't even play forward. I can play forward all year just so I can be on. The well, team. I can tell you, I wasn't out there with any protecting any kind of lead. I'm more of a, a power play guy, but uh, so I'm on the bench when this is happening, and it, exactly when Phil tells the story, and you have to understand too, like this game's being broadcasted like back home. All the all the people that kind of know us that didn't come out were watching, and Phil gets the ball, yeah, like he gets the ball in his tape in the slot, empty net, and then like on from the bench side of things, everybody rose up because I'm serious. If that goes in, like the bench was gonna clear, and it just went into the corner and you should have just, the guys just, it almost looked like we lost in overtime. Like the guys just heads just went down and we're like, are you kidding me? Like that was it right there. And, um, my story to this day is that I, you know, was just making the safe play, getting yeah, put, put pucks in the corner, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Nationals was, it was a, was a fun time. I, it didn't start off well for me. Uh, now I didn't, it didn't start off well for the team. Either. No. So we had a flight that was leaving at, I think it was six o'clock and we were going to get there. And this is your first ever time on an airplane. Yeah. Yes. First time ever on an airplane. And we, we get, we get to Calgary and our flight's supposed to leave from Calgary at six. And then we're going to get into Windsor at midnight. And I think the first game is at 9am, which is, was so stupid because normally what they do is they'll have, they'll have the local teams, or at least the teams within province, play the first games. No, first game of the tournament, Edmonton, Winnipeg. And I don't think Ontario had a game till like the next. Yeah, day. so they <laughs> we had four games in the first two days. Our schedule was atrocious. So, anyways, flight gets delayed because of a stupid storm. So we don't even leave. Like I don't even think we left until at least eight o'clock. Or no, what was it? No, we were supposed to leave it. I don't know. It was like 10 o'clock, something stupid. Like it was late and we don't get to Windsor until like I got off the plane, I think at like 3.58 and then we're waiting for our luggage or whatever. And that's taken forever because the Windsor airport's like the size of a Greyhound bus station. So anyways, we end up getting our equipment get back to the hotel. It's like, it's like six o'clock in the morning get everything unpacked, whatever. I sleep for maybe, you know, 45 minutes, wake up, shower. And it's like, it's off to, uh, it's off to the rink. And we just get, we just got pumped by Winnipeg. I think we lost like seven, two or seven, three. I ended up scoring a goal late, but like the thing you don't understand also about that building is the lights are so bright because it's, you know, being a Western or an, an Ontario hockey league building, 
and the glare coming off there, like my eyes were just burning. Like I can't even tell you where I shot on the goal that I scored. Cause I just turned around off the half wall and just snapped it. And I guess it went in, but we ended up getting, we ended up getting pumped and I went straight to bed because we had a game. Then we have a game at like three in the afternoon as well. Yeah. And we got killed in that one too. Yeah, who did we play? It that was the uh, was that the Toronto? Rams yeah, Toronto game? Rams game. We ended up losing eight one. Yeah, they mercyed us. Yeah, so that was just uh, you know that was just a nightmare <laughs> scenario. But anyways, we ended up having to win the next two games, and you know Phil's story we talked about he that came in the fourth game of the round robin, and then we ended up going to the we're going to the playoffs and. Uh, we somehow got in. Yeah, we got playoffs. in the playoffs. We got knocked out in the semis. So then we qualified to play in the bronze medal game. So this is a funny story. Do you remember uh, the night before the bronze medal game? Because the bronze medal game was in the morning. That was when we went to the keg, right? Saturday night. Yeah, the Saturday night, I think we went to the keg. And then remember, we <laughs> we had to go by cheetahs. <laughs> there was like, yeah, the one thing you understand about Windsor is they, there's... The place is littered with strip clubs for some reason. Well, it's like basically like Detroit, Canada. Yeah, except for the the boardwalk. The boardwalk was nice. So anyways, we go to dinner and one of our guys on our team's just like, hey man, we're all going out. Some guys are going back to the hotel. Some guys are just, are going, are going to go to the strip club. Other guys are going to another pub. I think I just end up wanting to go in the hotel. But one of our players decides, I'm going to go... You know, I, he knew some of the guys on the Winnipeg team. So he took out a bunch of their players to the strip club. And they just went and had, they just went and had a wild, wild time, got home at four in the morning or whatever. So we get up the next day, getting ready for the bronze. And I said, I was driving with this guy to the game. So it was four of us driving. And he, and I, he goes, boys, I got a really good feeling about this. <laughs> And I said, yeah, I was like, well, I guess we, you know, we got to play our hearts out and leave everything out there and we'll see what happens. He's like, no, he's like, I took the Winnipeg boys out. He's like, they're dead, man. Like, he's like, they're not even, he's like, they won't be a factor today. I promise you. And, <laughs> and it showed, <laughs> oh, did it ever. So Winnipeg was the team we played in the first game where we lost seven to two, seven to three coming off the flight. So I just remember by the end of that tournament, every single nagging injury of mine is killing me. I'm wearing an ankle brace, a knee brace. I can't even walk. And I'm just thinking to myself, because I was talking to, uh, we have another mutual buddy of ours on the team, uh, Paul, who's, uh, he's, all, he's an older guy too. And this was kind of like his last big kind of hurrah. And he was really sore. And I remember we both just said to each other, let's just, let's just give this, like, let's just give this our all and see, see what happens. Like I'm bandaged up. I'm taking... Motrin and A535 and every sort of cream you can just to get through one last game. But we we'd go to Dave LaRoche's medicine yeah, shop. Yeah, old Dave, Dave, the pharmacist is what we were calling him. He had all the A5s and Voltaren's and whatever you needed. So we get to uh, we get to warm up, and I remember stepping on, and I you just looked across at those guys, and they you could just tell it's like they got nothing, man. They weren't even out for warm-up, like, No, and we were, we had all got, we had 20 guys out ready to go. Like, it it was nuts. And I just remember saying, like, I did, we just remember saying, boys, if we can just run, like, we got this. And uh, 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I ended up getting the first two goals of the game pretty early on. It was like within the first five minutes. And then I remember Paul, Paul was beat up and he ended up scoring a goal where he basically ran from RN as fast as he could up the middle. And I can't remember who it was, passed it across and he slid like I've never seen Paul slide and he just got a stick on it and scored. And I was like, that's it, man. Like we're, we're not losing. I think that put us up like four, nothing. Yeah. And gosh, the feeling when we won that was just unreal. eh? Yeah. If I think you put it on our Instagram page, that yeah. picture of you and I together right after. Yeah. That, that was the one picture that we had together. And it was just like, I remember being so like, part of it was just relief. I'm like hockey season's over. And like, I was like, I don't know. It's like, we were just like, man, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to do that ever again, or at least win. Cause it is hard. It's hard yeah. to do. And, and that it, it's one of those times you look back at and it's something you'll never probably never get to do again. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm very proud that I got to be a part of that team. Um, Tyler Kirk put together an amazing team. It uh, they're, they're still a great team, still a great group of guys. Uh, and I, I really appreciated the time I got on that team. Yeah, it was sure. uh, it was just a quite amazing experience for sure. So, are you you pretty disappointed? Hockey's not starting up. Well, that's the thing. It's the, the, like next week should have been the should have been the startup week. So, actually, pretty disappointed. Uh, like like you said last podcast, trying not to think about it. Um, I, I you know what? Like during this whole uh, quarantine, uh, stay at home, uh, flatten the curve thing. You know, I've, I've had my, my up days and my down days. Oh, for sure. It's, and, and I'm assuming most people are probably are having those days and it's like, I just don't like not knowing the, like when we're going to be able to, to continue on with things. I, I well, and that's, that's been the most difficult part. Like, and just not knowing, like, it's so tense out there. Like I talked about my grocery, my, my COVID story, but I, I have another one where I went out last night to pick up some, uh, some white claws. And if you guys are not familiar with white claws, they're basically like a sparkling water and uh vodka drink. So I was like, oh, I'll get a couple of these and watch some, or I had a zoom chat with some, with some, some of the guys from the old team uh, last night. So I go get a couple of those and so I grab a pack and pay and you see it. They got like the plastic glass over the cashiers and nobody knows like how far to walk from each other. And you have to take all these alternate paths around so you don't run into anybody. So anyways, I, I go and buy this stuff and I'm like, put it in my bag and everything. And I'm heading out to the vehicle and all of a sudden I open up the vehicle and I put it in and I can hear this like hissing sound. And I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, Hopefully it's not my tire or whatever. So I open up the, uh, I open up the bag and my, one of my cans is punctured. So it's like spitting this little stream like out. So I'm like, oh, probably, probably. Got <laughs> <stopped in> the <laughs> probably. So I pick it up and I, I head back into the store and I said, Hey, like, listen, I got my hand over the hole. And I said, can I get another, can I get another pack because this thing bursts like oh yeah yeah for sure and i'm like okay well i can't let this go or it's gonna spit liquor everywhere and so i got my hand on this hole and the cashier is coming up to me and all you can see is is like bump 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 i'm like oh my gosh like what's gonna happen this person's gonna 
this person's gonna how am i gonna give this person the booze without spraying and literally their hand touches my hand and then goes over top and i'm like i thought an alarm was gonna go off because we broke the covid rules and i'm going oh my gosh so anyways i'm like so i'm paranoid get my that's it, bud. You got uh, shut Yeah, down. I get my pack, my new pack. I rip out of there. I get into the vehicle, wipe the whole thing down with Lysol wipes. I'm wiping my hands. I'm wiping my face with a Lysol wipe, my steering wheel and everything. And I'm thinking. Took a big chug. Oh, my goodness. I just like head home. And I'm like, you know, I just don't know what to think about this. Uh, this whole thing. Like, it's just <laughs> like, again, I go out for five minutes and it's like. Oh my goodness. I'm like, what is going on out here? So, and like, we've never experienced anything like this. No. And it's, it's like, you, you never expect, I never expected us. No. What were some of experiences as a kid that like you had that you would say, like maybe today's kids wouldn't understand, like, you know, I was, I was very fortunate uh, like I said in the last episode, I grew up, I would say I grew up in Lacklebish and we actually had an acreage. So like we had, we had those, we had trikes. Do you remember trikes? trikes? Or, or, well, like they, they were, they were like a quad, but they only had three wheels. They were like essentially <laughs> death traps. And me, me and my brother, Tim, Tim is a little, like, he's just older than me. He's just like a couple of years older than me. We would, like, if I ever knew my kids were driving the trikes, like me and Tim drove the yeah. trikes, I would, I would, I would probably. So what were crazy. these? So what were they? Were they motorized? Yeah. It's like, okay. you just think of a quad, but it's got three wheels instead of four. <laughs> so one in the front? Yeah. One okay. in the front, two in the back. And you would like. Like they they flip. It's like they were like like actually like people called them like death traps. Like they were <laughs> what, so dangerous. What what was the worst but thing you ever had so done much. on it? Oh, well, and my, if my dad's listening to this, he doesn't know this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, my my dad actually listened to the last one, and he I think he was kind of ashamed that about that I told everyone about Gucci Berry. But Swing for the Saturday. Okay, okay. So tell me about these quads. <laughs> so we used to just like rip down, rip through the fields, and I remember one time I'm going like pretty quick, but then again, like I'm a kid too. I'm probably like ten, eleven, twelve in that in, <laughs> yeah. in that age group. And I remember just like ripping, like yeah. going fast and my back wheel like went into a rut and the whole thing like just twisted and just started <gasps> oh, Did you roll with it or did you like bail? I, I would like oh, jump, I bailed and like rolled off. And I remember the fender cracked and broke. <laughs> oh man. And then good old Tim, my brother, told my dad that we ran he we we accidentally like slid into a Oh tree. man. Do you think do you think <laughs> your dad believed you? The... Probably. Yeah, he I think he you know what he'll probably come back and say, I knew you flipped it or Oh I got I got two stories because I remember we were uh there was one where we lied to my dad on one, but the first one I'll tell you was we used to have a 
we used to have a GT snow racer. And uh, so, so what happened yeah. was we, we took it. We used to, what we used to do is we used to take two liter pot bottles and we used to ice the hill, like the path. So people would go down it after fresh snow. And then at night we would, we would water it so that it'd be sheer ice and we'd make like jumps and stuff. So we, we had this GT snow racer that we, that we had and it was it was the big top line thing and i remember my dad saying like don't wreck it or whatever and uh <laughs> so we ended up uh going off jumps but we were putting like three or four guys on it and i remember this one jump we hit this thing and we tried to land it and we just absolutely like obliterated the the entire thing right so so we go home and we're just like oh my gosh like what are we gonna tell my dad so we put it down and we, we lived in these townhouses and they had these like window wells. So we'd put all of our stuff in there. And so we put it in and then we get in the house and we don't say anything. And so later on, what we did was we just had one of our buddies come and collect it. And then, so we could tell our dad that we got robbed rather than say that we broke the GT snow racer. Right. So then we're, well no we're just like oh my gosh we got robbed or whatever and (laughs) well yeah yeah, like so he's just like oh what the heck so he's all mad and he wants to go look for the guy and we're like oh dad i don't know Uh, you know we're trying not to because one of our buddies took it so he's stashing it at his place this broken up gt snow racer and we think we're gonna fix this thing trying to put duct tape and whatever on it but this thing's just mangled the other story, this one is where my brother and I got caught in a lie. Well, kind of a lie, but what happened was we used to, uh, I mean, everybody played WWF wrestling at home. Right. And it was, oh yeah. And so like, oh, it was yeah. one of those things where my dad was just like, we used to wrestle and one of us would always get hurt and the other one would tell each other. And, and the punishment was always, um, you can't play wrestling or no, you can't watch wrestling. If I catch you guys doing wrestling moves to each other like and you know you're like you're like whatever 10 you know i'm like 10 my brother's six yeah, yeah i'm the oldest, the oldest so we're straight <laughs> so you can tell this as a, as the oldest sibling and i can tell this from the youngest <laughs> yeah. sibling when you're so, done so continue we're always doing wrestling moves and we're not professionals right like we can't pull off the razor's edge or whatever <laughs> well yes, i felt yes, like i could so anyways, we used to do this one where we would, uh, you know, you throw the guy, you're going to throw him across the ropes and he comes back in clothesline, right? So we did the one where he blocks it and he does the reverse. Well, our bedroom in this basement was just like basically paper thin drywall. drywall. So I threw my brother against it and he just puts this monstrosity hole in the wall. So we're like... I can imagine your dad. We're screwed. We're just like my brother and I, we are, we're, he's just like, we're screwed. I'm like, what are we going to do? And so we came up with this, this brilliant idea where we decided to, we got all these sheets of paper and we drew flags. So all these different countries and, and, and so we drew these flags and we put them in a square to cover where the hole was. And, uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's so smart, it, it's, it's pretty good. And so, like, my dad comes down, mom's come down, and nothing of it. And we're like, holy cow, like, we've just got off scot-free. So, later on, this is a, about a month or a month and a half down the road, 
we're playing wrestling again. I did like a, I did like the Samoa drop, like the macho, I know it was the macho man elbow from the top of the dresser. And our, my bed was, uh, was one of those beds where the frame was like plywood or like that that kind of plywood on the bottom. (laughs) So I just absolutely snapped this thing in half. eh? So of course. And you're thinking you're going to get in huge trouble, but yeah, well, no, I'm like, we are going to get in trouble. My bed's caved in (laughs) half. I'm like, how am I going to, it's not fixable. There's no way we're going to do a fixed job. Like the, like the wall, which is, yeah, which is still standing there. So my dad comes down, of course, because he hears a huge crash. And, you know, my brother tries to jump in and said, well, I was just sleeping. And it snapped. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, we're so screwed. So finally he got it. He's yelling. At, we get it, the whole wrestling talk. And he's yelling at us and yelling at us and just going off like he's so pissed off. And while he's yelling in the middle of yelling at us, one of the pictures falls off of the wall and there's just this gaping hole. And I'll never forget oh, no. the look on his eyes. He's like, he's like, what the F? <laughs> he just like, and <laughs> we were grounded for two weeks. Like couldn't go anywhere. We, we could go to our room and we could go up for supper. And it was just like, man, it was like, that was isolation. Like, you know, there you have to remember, like, we don't have internet, phones, none of that stuff, man. You're you're basically just sitting in your room and man, that was the longest two weeks of my life. So so I want to hear your side of the now you're the youngest, so give me your side of a little wrestling episode. So so I actually like like I said, my, my oldest brother's actually twelve years older, my sister's ten years older, and then me and Tam are just a couple years apart. So when we lived out on the acreage, it was just me and my brother, Tim. And we had this trampoline. Um, and, you know, Tim would always convince me, like, yeah, you know what? Let's. So we bought, like, one of those plastic. We bought, like, the Stone Cold stuff, oh, um, Skull Belt. Yeah. And we would always wrestle for it. And he he's like, you can start with it, Phil. Like, you can be the first one to have it. And I'm like, sweet. So, like. We would have like intro music, like we'd like bring out, like we'd buy like the CD for like WWF intros, and we'd like play our intro, and we'd be like whoever, um, probably like either like Stone Cold (laughs) or Mankind or someone like that, (laughs) and he would literally like our rule was, or sorry, his rule because I never got to do it was if you get the person down and you grab them by the hair then you get okay. to do a free move on them so it just turned out to being tim doing moves on phil <laughs> yeah. the whole time to the point where like i was so exhausted and like <laughs> so hurt and like i just yeah it was just like he would he would he and he would do moves where it's like if my parents ever saw and like they they think I broke my like 100%. Do you, were you ever did you ever have to have, be a specific wrestler because obviously like your brother being older he was like I always knew being the older brother I was the one doing the dominant moves like I was doing the power bombs like my brother couldn't do power bombs me he was yeah power bombs uh german suplexes 
everything like like i remember because yeah my brother would have to do i'd let him do like the high flying moves like he did a lot of the top rope stuff so i put like a pillow on me so he would like leap from the top rope onto me or whatever and uh so i remember like i was always like someone like sid vicious or psycho sid or diesel and he and he was like bob (laughs) spark plug holly (laughs) the race car guy (laughs) oh man and i remember we didn't we didn't have the cds yet we had the tape decks so what we would do is we would get do you remember the super nintendo game wwe royal rumble or whatever we would turn up the t the knob and we put the tape deck next so when the song came on we would just hit record and those were our record ones and like some of them we would try and do with our mouths and then that would be our entrance. we basically sang our own entrance music Oh man, it was unbelievable. So were you ever Oh yeah. But it was so much fun, right? Like time. Like you like you think back to those times too, and it's like the the things you would do before internet. Oh, do you remember renting movies? And... Like going to Blockbuster? Man, I remember there was a there was a place in yeah. Aquabish called Smiley's, and there was also Johnny's video. And me and my friend Scott, we would we would be in there for an hour. Oh man, I remember when the new releases would come out, or like if you're looking for a specific game, (laughs) and uh, we would go, (laughs) we would go there, and if the game was there, and like because like we would get so I had a movie store right by my place called Five Star Movies, so I used to go down there, and my dad wasn't off work until four thirty on a Friday, so we would we would rip down there right after school on our bikes. If the thing was in, because we couldn't rent it, we would take the game or whatever they had and we would stash it behind some crappy movie or whatever. So like, so if anybody tried to come in and rent it, the guy in the store would be like, yeah, it's here. And so he'd go look and he's like, well, our system says it's here, but we stashed it somewhere in the video store. So then we would come in and then, you know, I'd be like, you remember where you, do you remember where you put that game and. Yeah, we would have put it behind some silly movie. I don't know something that nobody would have rented, but yeah, that's how we used to get our we used to get our games. It was wild. Like now, you just open up Netflix, and if you don't like it, whatever, you just move on to the next one. But I remember when we rented a movie, like you were committed, man. Try and rent two or three movies, and that's what you were watching. Totally. So speaking of Netflix, we, we talked about Tiger King last week. Are you watching anything to, to get through this uh, quarantine? This, this, this well, it was funny because in the last episode, I had only gotten about three and a half episodes into Tiger King. So I actually finished it. And holy man, did it ever change? Like, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about Tiger King, but the thing was absolutely stunning. Like just where everything's at and and from what i understand like it's still kind of going like i mean i well he was only he was only just yeah uh, i'll yeah, leave it at that but right now in terms of that. netflix right now i'm watching um, uh i'm watching the blacklist i'm about five seasons in and it's it's pretty good i think it was an i give it a thumbs it up thumbs i think up, it came out it in 2013 sure. so it's a little bit yeah. older but it's it's actually really good i i I really do enjoy it. What about you so far? You you know what you know it's it's funny. Speaking like I think my wife actually said this and I and I laughed. I thought it was pretty funny. Um 
we're we're actually powering through a Grey's Anatomy okay. right now for the very first time. And so this is like a show yeah. me and my wife we sit and we watch together. And there's no ball hockey. <laughs> you can't go out for wings. You can't eat. We yeah. don't even. We can't even go to church on Sunday to see friends. So I'm like, she's like, it's like <laughs> well, exactly. Like you just get. So it's like it's like for people who know about Grey's Anatomy, we're at the part right now where where Alex Karev is might go to jail for beating up Deluca. And I'm like, I just like I just sit there when we're not even watching it, and I'm just like, poor Alex. Like, I wonder if he's like, what's going on? Do you ever real. does this ever happen to you? Like, okay, so I'll watch a show, and I'm telling you, if I like a character right from the start of the show, like I'll stick with him no matter how, no matter how awful he becomes. So, like, do you remember like House of Cards? Did you ever watch House of Cards? Okay, so little bit. I, I absolutely bit. loved uh, Frank in House of Cards, like right off the start, right. But as okay. the show progresses, like he just becomes just awful. Like he's just every kind of evil and awful. But yeah, like it's like I'm like it I'm rooting matter. for him. Like even though, he... yeah, There's I don't know what it is. Like I don't. Do you there. ever get attached to one character and it's like? No matter what they do, even though you know they should be like brought to justice, you're hoping like, oh man, I hope he gets away with it. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Are you uh you 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 wrecking through any PlayStation games or what? No, I I feel like I I haven't really had too much time to well like I do, but it's like any of the game like me and my son will play NHL and. They play like like FIFA and stuff like that, but not not really. Um, I I would like to maybe get into a game with some friends. Not sure what that'll be yet, but maybe maybe next episode we can. Between now and yeah, next for sure. Episode, like and like I said, I, that. that's all I've been doing is just playing with my son. I haven't really got into the online thing. I know my dad is absolutely addicted to Red Dead Redemption, and he's been asking. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to get into. That He's literally like making friends with people it. online and like swearing at people and like taking everything. You know, like you play and like whatever. You'll get shot or die by somebody, and they'll make fun of you. And like you and I'll just be like, whatever. Like it's part of the game. Like my dad, if you say that stuff yeah. to him, he's just like, I can't believe that son of a bitch. You know, he's just like, I'm gonna. He's like, I'm gonna come on down there and take him out i was like and i i hunted him down and he's like he's like amped up so i'm like dad i'm like dad you gotta calm down man you're like wow. it's just a video game like i truly believe like i talked to my mom and she's just like he's down there like all the time i'm like mom i'm like he's probably lost in the fantasy world now <laughs> well he didn't it's like, like he had no idea about right? this game and what online it is so i got him i got him all set up and i explained it to him and now like this guy's loving isolation. Like he's he's not going anywhere. It's just it's it's incredible. So yeah. So I don't know. If, what do you think? We should wrap her up or what? Yeah, it was a good episode, and uh, I just want to quickly say thanks to thanks to everyone who did listen episode one. Thanks for those of you who stuck through episode two as well. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, 
I'm just I'm just going off off here too on a thanks spree. So also thank you so much to all those nurses Absolutely. and doctors who are working right now and who are risking getting this awful virus. Uh, if you know somebody you know who's insane. working in that field or in essential services and and you, you know them, just like take the time to thank them or buy them something. Um, I know my neighbor. I saw him going out in hospital scrubs. You know. I was going to talk to the wife. I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should get him like a gift card or get him something where they can just get a meal where he doesn't have to cook one night or something. Um, you know, or just absolutely. Or just a big I, thank I'd you. Be, just a thank you card. I know my sure. daughter loves making thank you cards, so might get her on that. So yeah. So that's it. That's all. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And talk to uh, you soon. Take care.